today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Right now, though, uh, Washington is the focus for just about everybody today because this is the day we're told that the Mueller report is finally, the redacted Mueller report is finally going to be released. Uh, joining us is uh, Reggie Cicchini. Reggie, of course, is a Washington producer and correspondent with Global News in Washington. Good morning, Reggie. How are you today? Good morning. It's a busy uh, day. Yeah, it's a crazy day today. I mean, uh, let's, let's start with that. I mean, first of all, the fact that the Attorney General just had a press conference to talk about a report that nobody in the media apparently has seen, nobody in Congress has seen, uh, and, and trying to get questions on this. This, this is really, really kind of crazy the way things are starting to work out. This this is and this was um, I mean, bizarre is, is kind of the best way to say it in the most simplest of terms. Yeah, that this conversation <laughs> that, that we just heard from the attorney general, he basically sounded more like a spokesperson than he did for the leader of the Justice Department right now with uh, how he was trying to uh, uh, explain this uh, report that was uh, written up by the special prosecutor, uh, the special counsel, rather, who we should take note to say the special counsel was not at this press conference to be able to talk about his own report. That's why I say that this is so bizarre. Well, exactly. I mean, for how many years now? We Well, two and a half years we've been saying the Mueller report. Uh, why wasn't he there today? Did the attorney general address that? Well, the attorney general basically kind of in a roundabout way had said, well, look, Robert Mueller worked for my department and it is up to me to be making these conclusions. I'm the one who put this conclusion out basically a month ago telling you that there was no collusion and that obstruction couldn't be charged. So that's why I'm here and not the special counsel. Uh, you have to remember as well that during this press conference we just heard, the attorney general also said that while he was in discussion with Robert Mueller over the last couple of weeks, he also wasn't in discussion with Robert Mueller on a couple of things over the last couple of weeks. So that's why we we say that the message that he was giving today was basically one of trying to help out the president as opposed to give the American people and the public, as, as in a broader term, uh, uh, the information that's in the report. Well, that's that's the concern I think a lot of people have had. And it goes all the way back, as you mentioned, Reggie, to that four-page uh, summary. He, I know Barr doesn't like it to be called a summary, uh, but that he gave just two days after he finally got the report in, in full, uh, that a lot of people have accused Barr of actually doing the president's bidding. I, and, and, that, and that's not just Democrats that's saying that. An awful lot of people in the Beltway there are pretty upset about this. Absolutely. And the way that the, that the attorney general was talking today, you'd almost make it seem like that this was kind of just a very friendly thing that was going on, saying that the White House and that the president and that the president's legal counsel and that the president, uh, the White House legal counsel were all helping this investigation along. They really wanted to get this information out there. But it's actually the furthest thing from the truth, because the president refused to sit down with the special counsel for uh, a one on one interview, instead having vetted scripts given to uh, the special counsel investigators. We know that the president at every left, right and turn uh, tried to call this investigation a witch hunt and a hoax and tried to kind of get his supporters on Twitter uh, kind of involved in the conversation of shutting down this investigation. So, you know, there are a lot of people who are skeptical and who have questions about how this actually wound up and how the attorney general's summation of this, regardless of whether you want to call it a conclusion or, or how you want to define it, uh, how he came to this and, and just made it seem like everything was just wonderful for the White House. What's happened over the last 24 hours, Reggie, seems to be uh, really, I, I think probably uh, the concern that a lot of people had uh, during the confirmation hearings for Barr when he was uh, you know, Trump's choice, obviously, to be the, the new attorney general, uh, that he was a Trump acolyte and that he was going to do Trump's bidding for him. And we go back, obviously, to that big uh, essay that he wrote, basically saying that the president can never be charged with anything. The president can do no wrong while he is the president or she is the president. Uh, and they said, well, yeah, but, you know, this is the way he's going to be. I mean, Trump has always maintained that he wants his attorney general to be his own personal lawyer. And, and that seems to be how Barr is acting. 
Absolutely. I mean, look, at, at some point during this conversation, it was around uh, 9.45, uh, the Attorney General basically said in, in a roundabout way that, you know, as the President said from the beginning, there was no collusion, and as the Special Counsel report shows, this the uh, ev- there is no evidence uh, that, that shows that there is collusion. But for the Attorney General to sit there and say, well, as the President said from the beginning, uh, is, is an almost insane way to look at things, because the Deputy Attorney General, who's been in charge of this investigation for the last several months, didn't say what the President was saying that from the beginning there was no collusion. Otherwise, this two-year investigation would have been halted at the very beginning. So that's why, you know, you're right. When the people are questioning whether or not the attorney general is here to do the bidding of the president, uh, the things that he said today uh, have basically opened up more questions than, than he was able to answer things. Well, and, it's, and it's, it's becoming somewhat frustrating, I guess, for an awful lot of people now when you start seeing some of the comments that are going on. And, and obviously, every time somebody raises some of these concerns and questions, it, it gets labeled as, as quote-unquote fake news. But, I mean, uh, when, when Chris Wallace from Fox News, who just tweeted a couple of minutes ago, says that it looks like Barr is acting for, as the president's personal attorney, I mean, that, that's his network. That's the president's network, Fox News. And if they're pointing the finger at him, then there's, there's, this doesn't pass the smell test. Well, absolutely. I mean, the president's kind of been on the outs with Fox News for the last couple of days. He's been questioning the network. He was asking why they were having uh, Bernie Sanders come in and do a town hall. He was questioning whether or not Fox News was inviting Bernie Sanders supporters in. So the president's trying to step away from Fox News a little bit because they're actually trying to kind of put more broad focus on on Trump and potentially give a two-sided version, which we haven't seen for the last several years. But uh, that's basically a a point that Democrats and and left-leaning media have been making for a long time, is that things simply don't add up. The president puts people in place who are there to help him and not so much help the country. And that's what we saw with the attorney general today. It's what we saw. uh, It's what we're seeing with a number of the acting positions that are uh, kind of leading cabinet level positions across the U.S. government right now. The president lines his his men up and his women up to follow him and not follow what's best. Reggie, as you've been reporting over the last little while, we we have not heard from Mueller, obviously, since this is uh, about a month, I guess now, since he issued this report or gave it to Barr anyway. But there have been rumblings in Washington. Washington over the last couple of weeks, as you've been telling us, uh, uh, from people that worked on the investigation. I know that the team is pretty much broken up, but there are people, I guess, that are kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink, suggesting that what Barr is saying and how Barr is characterizing this is not the report that they gave them, that he's putting his own spin on that. And I think that's a part of the reason why we didn't see the special counsel or the investigators or anybody from that team, even at a low level, standing on the stage with the attorney general today. Because you're right, there have been people who worked on this report for the last 22 months who say that the the information that they found, that the conversations that they had, uh, what was put into this 400-page document wasn't just for fun and it wasn't just for nothing. There was information that was in there that was either skewed or spun or simply ignored by the attorney general as he was speaking in that summary of, of conclusions and as he was speaking on stage today. And that's where some of that anger and some of that uh, frustration is inside the special counsel because, again, they didn't spend all of this taxpayer money just for the fun of it. They were doing it to try to get to the bottom of something and to not allow them to express their point of view or to kind of uh, uh, walk back any comments that the attorney general is making is, again, raising more questions. Reggie, were you surprised that that Barr has taken ownership of this? I I know there was one question uh, during the segment this morning where they asked, as you articulated, that where's Mueller? essentially. This is my report, he said. I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it. In other words, he seems to have shoved Mueller off to the background as almost an irrelevant part of this now. 
Absolutely. And, and, and we knew that that was basically going to happen. He, he said during his confirmation hearing that he was all about transparency and he wanted to uh, be able to open this up. But then he went on today to basically say, well, look, I don't have to make this report uh, public at all. That's not what I'm supposed to do. These reports aren't supposed to go public, although that's not how things have worked in the past. And he was basically saying, well, I'm doing everybody a favor right now uh, because I said that I would be transparent. But it was that that little bit of attitude and that little bit of, of insult to the special counsel by saying, well, look, the information he gave to me was supposed to be confidential. So I'm going to go forward and give it to you anyways, making it seem like that he's been in charge of this investigation for eons. But also remember, the deputy attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, was the person in charge of this from the moment that Jeff Sessions recused himself in 2017. And deputy attorney general Rosenstein sat behind uh, uh, the attorney general today and didn't say a word about anything. Yeah, that's that's kind of frustrating. Uh, this is not the, the William Barr that sat in front of the Senate committee for the confirmation hearings. I mean, he was he was pretty robust about his, his in- inclination at that point to make as much of this public as possible. He seems to be recanting that now. Uh, he, he is. And there again, it's, it's more questions as to, well, what was he saying? Well, he was under oath. What was he trying to just put a smoke and mirrors kind of situation? And how are things going to play out once this actually goes to public? Because remember, there are going to be redactions that are inside of this report uh, that he says are needed to be able to protect grand jury testimony or to protect what he's calling uh, uh, peripheral third party people that may have been talked to during the discussions uh, with the special counsel, but not charged. And that is causing a lot of problems when it comes to transparency, because, yeah, have to remember there were people close to the president that were spoken with not charged with any crimes so is the information that they provided the investigators going to be kind of kept quiet and out of the public and not allow us to kind of dig deeper into what conversations were had that could impact the president reggie as, as you and jackson prosco have been reporting over the last seven or eight days i guess now in anticipation of this thing being released uh there's a lot of nervousness within the white house we're told but from staff members who may have talked to people in the in the Mueller team uh, that are concerned now that what they said is actually going to be there in that report and the president probably is not going to like what they've done. No, we've been hearing that for the last couple of weeks now, that the president's uh, kind of rampage that he may go on after this report is fully released, although we've already been told that he's read this uh, report, that people were going to be, uh, you know, potentially fearing for their jobs or fearing for uh, any kind of retribution uh, from within the administration for things that they said, which again goes counter to what the attorney general said just within the last hour, saying that, well, everyone inside the White House was very willing to get this investigation going. And they, uh, they wanted people to be able to have conversations. And the president was happy that people were able to help out. So we're again getting two different stories as to what happened here. Uh, you know, whether or not there's going to be any retaliation in the White House, I mean, we'll find out if the president tweets something that people are going to be leaving in the coming hours and days. Uh, but again, th- there are several questions that are still unanswered when it comes to this report. And once we get our hands on these 400 pages within the next kind of 45 minutes to maybe just over an hour, you can imagine how many more questions are going to be unanswered. Reggie, the uh, New York Times reported, I guess it was about five o'clock yesterday afternoon, uh, that uh, the White House. Uh, lawyers and White House staff had actually seen this report and they were given the report in a, in, a, in a manner so they could prepare a rebuttal for that. Legal experts saying that's highly unusual. I mean, often a lot of the people that have seen this report were actually part of the focus of, of the investigation and to actually show them what the investigation showed is, is well, some people are saying it's not just irregular, it's, it's downright wrong. Well, and we've been asking uh, officials inside the White House for weeks now whether or not the president or his lawyers or White House lawyers had been seeing uh, any information or had been in any kind of contact with the Justice Department. And the answers were very cagey. Nobody was saying yes. Nobody was saying no. There were people that were off the record without the right to be able to talk in an open setting, saying, well, conversations could be happening. We now know today from the Attorney General that, yes, in fact, White House lawyers did get a chance to review the information. They had to give the president uh, the ability to assert executive privilege on uh, keeping any information 
information out that he may find could be a risk to maybe national uh, security. But then we found out that his personal lawyers were also given a copy of this uh, report, and not just yesterday, but sometime within the last week that that somebody like uh, Rudy Giuliani was able to go over this information. Now, they weren't given an ability to redact anything else, but they were able to see what was in there and start to, uh, to draft their rebuttal because there were questions uh, being raised just at the end of last week. How can the president's lawyers be uh, preparing to rebut something that nobody's been able to see yet? Now we know that they were given a copy. What about that? What, what are you hearing from uh, the, the not just the, the Democrats, but even Republicans, I know, that were concerned about this and want this full report released? Uh, the fact that, that, that Barr has a press conference and talks about this and essentially explains what we're going to read in this report and, and before the Congress even sees it. Well, I mean, Republicans are, you know, it's a very fractured group right now, but there's a good number of them who still stand behind the president. And they were happy to see that this come to the public's eye today. They were happy to hear uh, the attorney general say that there was no uh, collusion, that uh, that he was able to not charge the president with obstruction. These are the Republicans who are, a lot of them, up for election next year. So they're towing the line of the president. They've been standing with the president uh, as he's been calling for this report to be released, saying that he's been completely vindicated. Uh, there are a number of Republicans, though, who say that the actions with inside the Justice Department right now need to be called into question. And, you know, they're questioning this whole motive now to investigate the investigators, uh, basically asking, you know, should we be looking at what's going on, uh, you know, in the leading up to the special counsel, as opposed to just kind of moving forward now and trying to get this agenda put forth. But Barr seemed to be splitting hairs a little bit, though. I'm just seeing some of the the text here from uh, some of the questions that were asked. Uh, And I guess somebody did ask about hacking. And as I see Barr explaining this, Reggie, he essentially said that, look, to be guilty of of, of collusion, uh, the White House, the, the Trump team would actually have had to have done the hacking, not just benefited from it. That's kind of splitting hairs, isn't it? Well, I mean, especially since collusion is not a crime. You can't charge somebody with collusion uh, because collusion would have to have something underlying in order for collusion to happen. He was basically saying, well, look, the president's team didn't uh, participate in the spreading of these documents, so they can't have any kind of collusion. Uh, The big question that wasn't answered was, yes, we knew that they didn't take part in that hacking, but did they willingly know and accept that that hacking was taking place? And uh, did they did they acknowledge that the Russian government or, or, or Russian entities inside inside the country were trying to uh, kind of disseminate this this false information or hack into accounts and give things to WikiLeaks. That's a different question that the Attorney General didn't actually respond to, was what did they actually know, not did they participate? Well, the other element to this, too, and I guess that's one of the questions that maybe we're going to get some answers to when we finally see this report in about an hour's time, uh, the difference between wrongdoing and criminal. And, and Barr seems to keep harping on the criminal aspect of this, uh, but there could well be wrongdoing. But if that's the case, he's not talking talking about that. No, he's not talking. And you'll also notice that we really didn't get into that whole obstruction conversation other than he him saying that, well, you know, the evidence that we went through didn't show that there was any obstruction, but then didn't give any of that evidence that the that uh, the special counsel had said, you know, did or did not exonerate the president. Uh, you know, one thing that was important to hear uh, William Barr say today was that the special counsel didn't, uh, you know, indicate his purpose was to leave the decision to Congress. But then the attorney general said, I didn't have a conversation with the special counsel when I was making my decision to say that there was no obstruction charge. This, again, leaves more questions being, well, what did you see inside that report that you didn't want to talk to the special counsel about when he's the one who ultimately left everything open, asking you to kind of help it out? Well, the Congressional Committee says they want to call Mueller. Uh, that's that's going to be a big day, isn't it? 
That's going to be a huge day, especially since we heard that this morning uh, from Democratic leadership that they were going to ask the special counsel to testify ASAP. was also interesting because within minutes of that, Michael Cohen, the former uh, fixer and attorney for the president, also put a tweet out saying, well, look, once this all comes to light, I will be the one who's able to fill in these blanks because I sat for 70 hours with these investigators. I'm ready to tell all once it's my turn. This is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Great reporting on this, Reggie. Thank you so much for this. I know what you'll be reading all through Easter weekend. Got a couple of hours to go. <laughs> Thanks again, Reggie. We'll talk Thanks. soon. Reggie Cicchini, of course, uh, Washington producer and correspondent with Global News. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.